Welcome to Pediatric Meltdown, the podcast about children's mental health and emotional well-being. I'm Dr. Leah Gugino, a primary care pediatrician, and I created this podcast for the pediatric medical community and anyone who cares about children's behavioral health. Pediatric Meltdown offers thoughtful conversations featuring experts from the field. Learn practical strategies from the best and become a savvier clinician. Hey, Pediatric Meltdown listeners, thank you so much for joining me. Today is a solo episode, and I just want to wish you a very happy 22. And my intention for this year is really to bring the best quality podcast I can to you with fabulous guests and also to put out into the universe that we are due for a break and relief for us and for our kids and families. I mean, we're just all exhausted from the pandemic. And I think the hardest thing, at least for me, has been uncertainty. So I hope that this year brings us relief. I appreciate all of you, doctors, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, nurses, MAs, teachers, therapists, trainees, parents, and anyone who's listening who loves children, and wants to make the world a better place for them. We talk a lot about resilience, our own and that of our kids, and I hope that several of the episodes have helped you think about what that can look like in practice and how we can build resilience in our children and our families. I think for me, weathering anxiety and an imposter syndrome, I don't know if any of you struggle with that, but I know I do. Like, who am I to do a podcast? But The other question would be, who am I not to do a podcast? So I hope that there are those of you out there that want to take leadership roles and know that you deserve and belong there. Your voice is important because of what you do. You are an expert in your field. So don't be afraid to take a leap. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you have to try and follow your passion. I think we need to focus on safe, stable, nurturing relationships, our own, building those for our families and for the patients that we serve. How can we help them find that? Because in the research, it is those safe, stable, nurturing relationships that save kids. And it is really what we need to do for all children in all walks of life, because we know that there are children, particularly children of color, who have so many uphill battles And we need to be with them side by side, walking the walk. One of the things that I learned from a therapist is that when you're facing trials and tribulations, you can kind of imagine it as a a mountain, that you're climbing a mountain, it's steep and you're out of breath. But as you get to the top, the end is near at least something that you're approaching. And it's steep but it's shorter and it's a quicker recovery around the bend. And you may never completely reach the top because life is that way. It's a journey. It's not, you know, a race that you run and then you're done. You know, you're, you're always looking for that thing in the future, that way to make a difference, to have purpose. So what are some 2022 goals? And, you know, thinking of for yourself and, and not really so much goals like, you know, I should exercise every day. But what about those of intentions? What are the intentions you set you set for yourself? So 
you know, I think about self-compassion. I, I think particularly right now, we all need that. How do I appreciate the work that I do? Meditation, maybe taking a minute. And I'm not sure why it's so hard to do that. I mean, you take a few minutes, you know, if you listen to my interview with Mika Rose that came out at the end of December, you know, she talks about just like a minute at a time. And yet to sit down and take that breath just seems like it's hard to to do. But maybe we can make that as a goal to routinize. One of the other interviews I love was the one that I just did with Colleen Cullinan about, you know, naming those things that are a struggle for you, whether it is anxiety or depression, self-doubt, you know, name it, describe it. And I love that episode so much. And I think it really could be helpful for kids because they are creatives. And, you know, that that those struggles are going to be there because they're part of you, but it can become a smaller part and not so much right in your face, but to be able to put it on the shelf, move forward and not let it get in your way. I listened to a wonderful podcast. Oh my gosh, it was a YouTube video way back in March of 2020. And I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it really stuck with me. And and that was something that Bessel van der Kolk put out there. He's the author of The Body Keeps the Score about trauma and, and adverse childhood experiences and how that really affects us more than we thought we knew. And he talked about things that could help combat, you know, trauma, and he included the trauma of the pandemic. So I'm going to go over those with you because I think they're important. And I have to remind myself that they're important too and do them myself because, you know, it's always easy to say, well, you should do this, but to really do it yourself. So these are the seven things, sleep, movement, nutrition, family, friends and community, your social sphere, creativity and play and spirituality. And what what does that look like for you? Because each of those things may be different. I, I think you know, when you think about movement, for some, it may be training for a marathon. And for some of us, it may just be going for a walk, it may be dancing in the kitchen with your kid, you know, it can look like lots of things, it doesn't have to be walking on a treadmill, although it could be that nutrition, and I am not talking about dieting for any of you who've listened to my podcasts on eating disorders, and, you know, healthy eating and health at every size and intuitive eating, I think it's really listening to what do our bodies need and how do we nourish ourselves. And sometimes it might be a piece of cake and other times it might be a handful of carrots and really listening to what your body is asking for. We live in a diet culture and I think putting that aside is, it is really hard. It is for me. I try and accept that My body is where it is at this point in my life. And I haven't weighed for three years, which is weird coming from a person who weighed every day. And and yet every day it is still kind of combating that that voice, the diet culture voice. And and maybe I need to think about that. What does diet culture voice look like? And can I put it aside? And I think that's, you know, not necessarily body positivity, but this idea of neutrality. Can I just not put judgment on on my body. So think about nutrition and movement in the context of joy and self-care. Family, I think that that's 
pretty explanatory, self-explanatory, but you know, our families might look different. I mean, for me, my husband is my rock. I mean, he is the kindest, most generous person I know. Today is January 16th and he bought me roses because it's the anniversary of our first date. Yeah, he still remembers that better than me. And, you know, 39 years ago, we went for a walk and both said, eh, I don't want to get involved. And now we've been married. So, you know, never say never to building relationships. So so what does family look like for you? You know, who's your partner? Is there a loved one? Do you have friends and family that are your family? And it can look like many things, but especially for those of you that are in the healthcare field, we have to make time for those people and those things in our lives because, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of our lives, what are we going to remember and what is most important? And I know for me that I want my children to know that I was there for them and that I'm the best mom, the best partner that I can be. And the same with friends. So friends and community, you know, is that a sense of place, a sense of, of home, not only your own home where you live, but the home where you're rooted and what does community look like for you? Is it making time to call a friend? I love talking on the phone. My kids make fun of me, but I can talk to my best friend for a long time. And I'm not sure what we talk about over and over again because we've been friends for over 40 years, but we still find things to talk about. And that brings me joy. Knowing the people in our community, the the people that run the restaurants and that have the newsstand, run the bakery, you know, those mean something to me that makes my life richer. My hospital, knowing that there are people in that organization that work every day for patients and taking care of them. You know, so being rooted in community and finding those friends, creativity and play. Okay, this is something I really need to figure it out. I guess for me, the podcast is kind of play. I mean, it is fun. It's a joy. You know, I talk about sitting in my closet, which I really am doing. But it is so much fun when I get to talk to people. It just brings me so much joy. And there are so many people that have this incredible expertise that I wish through my career that I could have pulled on that. And I did in bits and pieces, but I want to bring that to you because it is so fulfilling for me. So it's my own selfish endeavor, but I hope that you enjoy it as well. But what other things do you do for play? Can you just dance around? Do you, you know, take your soup spoon and pretend that it's a microphone and sing at the top of your lungs? Do you write? Do you paint? Do you, you know, do crafts? Do you do some kind of artwork? Something that feeds your soul? Because we sometimes forget how to play. Those of you that have young children, you have an opportunity to do that with your kids. And and I think we need to make time for that. Maybe it's only in small, you know, small amounts of time, but that little bit of just doing something just for the sheer joy of it. And spirituality, what does that look for you? For many of you, it may be a religious community. It may be, for my husband, it's a walk in the woods. He talks about his nature trees, his nature gods. You know, so that can look like a lot of things. Maybe you do yoga or meditation. 
Maybe you read poetry. I've decided this year I'm going to read some poetry. It's not something that I've done before. And it's really funny when I open a book and look for, you know, a phrase, something that jumps out at me. It's weird how it fits what I'm thinking. I don't believe in coincidences, so maybe there's something to that. And then, of course, sleep. I think that that's important. And we it's totally underrated. I mean, we see it so much in kids, particularly teenagers, when they don't make time for that. It causes so much irritability, crabbiness, and difficulty with concentration. So make sure that you make time to get some rest. Maybe it's a nap, you know? Can you put your head down? I remember times, gosh, it's been years now, when I was so exhausted, especially if I'd been on call the night before and had to go into the emergency room or something. And I literally would lay in my office on the floor and take a nap. I just tell my staff, you know, come get me, but I have got to catch some sleep. So make sure that you're, you know, filling your, your cup and sleep is one of those things that's really important. So here's what's coming in 2022. And I am looking for suggestions and I've gotten a lot from a lot of you guys out there. So thank you so much. So here's some of the topics, um, substance use disorders and just substance use and what do we do about that in kids. I don't know for those of you in other states, but here in Michigan, we have no programs for kids and it's hard to find a therapist that has expertise in substance use and, and we're expected to screen for it, but then what? And so we'll talk a little bit about marijuana because um, certainly, you know, again, in Michigan, it's now legalized. And I think that that to kids says that it is a safe thing to do. And, you know, a lot of their parents are using. And, you know, for an adult, that may be one thing. But for a kid with a developing brain, we just don't know enough. So we'll we'll be talking about about that, about vaping and nicotine. Again, that's pretty common. And how do we help kids not become addicted to nicotine products? And then of course, alcohol, you know, many of us as adults, we enjoy that glass of wine, but what, what is the difference between someone who can enjoy a glass of wine and someone who can't stop? Because a lot of that begins in adolescence and, you know, a lot of kids binge drink and, you know, I know mine did. I tried really hard for that not to happen, but you know, it did. But how do we help kids be safe and to be careful? Because, you know, when kids are drunk, lots of bad things happen. So we'll talk about alcohol. We'll talk about maybe how it affects, you know, when kids, when their parents are using and what that might look like. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be talking to a couple of experts on child psychiatry access programs. So I talk about those a lot, and I've had guests talk about how we can bridge the gap between us and the child psychiatrist because we need their expertise so badly, but we just can't get our kids in many regions. There just are not very many, and especially in some states. I want to say in Montana, there's like two for the whole state. If you're in our upper peninsula of Michigan, I mean, there's no inpatient beds. So what do we do, you know, to help kids and having partners in these child psychiatry access programs is, it's certainly for me, it's been a game changer. So I'll be talking with John Strauss, who started the Massachusetts program, also known as McPap. And it's really innovative and creative how that came to pass. And then 
I'll talk with Sheila Marcus, who is the child psychiatrist at the University of Michigan, and reached out to me on Facebook and really changed how I practice. I'm going to be talking to Dr. Aurora, who developed the ECHO model. So for those of you uh, who are in pediatric family medicine practice, you may have heard of ECHOs. It's applied to lots of different kinds of endeavors. It isn't just in medicine, but we'll be talking about ECHO model for learning. And Dr. Aurora is just this most remarkable man. He is, I don't know, there's something almost Zen about him. He really talks about love and kindness in this program, about knowledge sharing. And I I was just so struck when I took the Echo Immersion course. So we'll talk about that. Food insecurity. I was able to hear a speaker at our national convention for the AAP, Dr. Kofi Essel. And I was so intrigued and just really didn't think about food insecurity. I mean, we, we think about it and we ask about it, but are we missing, you know, that's so essential, that just basic needs. And I'm really looking forward to that conversation. Domestic violence. You know, we, we talk a lot about child abuse and neglect, but what do we do when we you know, are suspect maybe domestic violence, or there's a woman, usually they're women, not always, but a mom in the office who is a victim of domestic violence. And we could be the one that she told. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, Some other things about how speech and language may cross into the behavioral realm. And you know, just so many more topics. And that's just a dusting of a few adolescent medicine. I'm going to be bringing back some presenters that I've had on the show for the last year or so. And, you know, because they're such great experts, I would love to hear from you. Is there a topic out there that you're really struggling with? Because I would love to hear about it. And, you know, is there something in particular that you're struggling with? And if you could sit and listen to somebody for you know, 30 to 60 minutes, who would you want to hear from? So you can reach me in a whole bunch of different ways. You can reach me on Facebook at Dr. Leah Gugino. I'm on Facebook. You can reach me on Instagram at Pediatric Meltdown. I am on Twitter at Leah Gugino. And you can also email me at L at medical BHS. That's B like boy, HS like Sam medicalbhs.com and let me know what your thoughts and ideas are. I'd really like to hear from listeners and may even think about doing some kind of focus group to hear from some of you about, you know, why, why do you listen? What's important? Please, please, please share this with colleagues and, you know, because it is helpful for me to grow the program and I, I really appreciate that. So, Again, so many thanks to all of you, and I am looking forward to another year of podcasting and a more hopeful year. So be well and take care of yourselves. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pediatric Meltdown. In the words of Maya Angelou, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. Let's do better together. This podcast was made possible by the team at Streamlined Podcasts. Music was composed by Connor McHugh and cover art was designed by Alexia Barrero.